Okay, what am yeah. I supposed to be saying again? Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Join us. Wasn't that it? I'm Sadie. Join us as we is the void. Oh, yes. Uh, you are listening. No, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> listening to the God, Anomaly maybe, podcast. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe this needs to be it. Like, I love Oh my gosh, bloopers. I love it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. No. Okay. Okay. Serious face. Serious face. Okay. You are listening to the Anomaly podcast. I'm Cody. Fuck. I'm sorry. We're dead kittens. And then I was thinking about killing. You are listening to the Anomaly podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Sadie. Join us as we jump into the mystical madness that is the void. Thank you so much for being here. I'm like, I'm so excited. And actually, I was like, like thinking on this this morning. And I'm like, Mm. okay, what questions do I want to ask her? And I'm like, the like two third lines are recording, so <laughs> um, it's innately going to be trial and error, and whatever needs to come out, it will come out. Correct? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> That's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But I did. I was looking through. Um, I was looking through some of our old messages. We've been mm. we've been DMing each other for a while on Instagram. Um, I can't remember how I came across you on Instagram, but I feel mm. like every time when I did come across you, it's been an interesting um, experiment for me. Mm. Um, earlier this year, I was like posting all my stuff on a different Instagram. Mm. Around March to May, I started getting this feeling like, oh, next third line thing is coming through. We're going to do a new one. Like I have mm. like seven Instagram accounts at this point. And so, oh my God. <laughs> And I like, you know, I deactivate them when like the energy is not there or whatever. But um, so I created this new account that you know me through Mm -hmm. and it's been a really cool experiment because the people that I'm connecting with here have, there's like this resonance. There's like, I see a through line of the experiences, experiences that I'm having in my human design journey through Mm -hmm. the things that they're sharing. And you have been like a major part of that. Like you post these things and it's just like, I'm like, Oh, truth. Like it resonates in (laughs) the very, uh, like fabric of my being almost. Mm -hmm. And some of the, you know, some of our conversations have been this life death rebirth cycle I think that's very much a third line theme and then most recently oh gosh now I'm gonna blink what was it that got us on oh innocence versus Mm -hmm. desire and so yeah to get things rolling I want to just start with that question um my main motivation being innocence and my transference being desire I'm Mm -hmm. curious to explore the what that is on the opposite side for you Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my personal experience of innocence transference and like moving into desire motivation Mm -hmm. has been an interesting one because I feel like for a lot of my life, I've been in innocence until, um, until pretty recently. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So like even, um, 
I mean, yeah, even after finding human design, I was still um, in innocence for a little while, I think. And right, like there is no, for everybody who's going to listen to this, you know, there is no right or wrong with like transference. It's just, we're dealing with the mind <laughs> right? And the, and the mind just like, it does what it does, you know, and it pulls us in all these different directions. Transference is one of those directions. Yeah. And it will happen probably for the rest of your life, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there is no perfected, um, there's no perfected pattern. Anyway, yes. So just had to say that part first. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how innocence transference has played out for me is, um, um, golly, I've been silent for a lot of my life. I've like, I feel like I've been, uh, someone who's like, played in the realm of like separation and I've been pretty aloof for a lot of my life like this Mm -hmm. isn't my fight this isn't like what is the point of all of this like these people are just talking and like throwing opinions around and like I'm not just talking Mm -hmm. about human design but like in all respects (laughs) yeah this world this world is and its people are organized by their opinions as we see so, um, so I, and like looking at, um, power, <laughs> power yeah. structures and, um, how, you know, cause desire is about partly about at least about, uh, a hierarchy of leaders and followers. Yeah. And I did not want power, um, because I was afraid of it Yeah, because I see constantly how power is not wielded properly and it corrupts people. Yeah. Yeah. So to hold power, you have to be pretty, um, you almost have to be vigilant because of what your mind does with power because of, um, you know, any, I don't want to say the word wounds, but like these unfulfilled longings for, um golly like belonging and um and for energy and love and all these things that we feel like we're missing when we're filled with power (laughs) and when we realize we have influence um there's a responsibility I did not want that responsibility because I feared that I would end up like everybody else that I saw in power yeah um so therefore I didn't like it I didn't express myself a whole lot because I said what's the point (laughs) yeah the point if I'm gonna especially god I was so afraid of being ridiculed for what I had to say because of course I have all these opinions still inside of me my sun gate is in 17.1 you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) so So like all there (laughs) so like I can't try and and play like I don't have opinions because I right. do, um, but uh, it's so tricky. <laughs> so because, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, no, no, you're good. So a question I want to ask you as I'm yeah. listening to you speak is like, I think that there is this dynamic that plays out in human nature where whether you have a two or a five in your profile, people mm. innately start to see these gifts um, in you when they know you very well. So mm. has there been that sense from the people that are closest to you where they maybe see you in this innocence of like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't, you know, it's not my battle where that like 
there's this pull from the other or like feedback that you're getting that's like, but Gina, you do have like you do need to be involved with this thing or I want to hear your opinion. Has have you experienced that at all? Or is no, that- no one's ever told me that stuff. This has all been inside of me. Okay. My opinion, my opinions and my stance on things just it boils inside of me. And I think that's when I really know that I'm caught in innocence is when I'm just boiling and boiling and boiling. And there's, um, there's nowhere for that energy to go because my mind is saying, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth the energy. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it. But eventually something comes out of that 4323 channel that I have. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm not in control of when that comes out. Yeah. The 40. 43 is unconscious the 23 is conscious yeah. and I know that if I speak from just that conscious 23 side that my words will often fall on deaf ears yeah mm. so it's been a weird one with expression mm. but what I've found is that when I actually take my stance on stuff um, that I'm able to do it from a very measured place because of possibility view. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. So it's a measured stance of like, it's both and, and I know <laughs> that I can, and this has been the whole magic about learning about outer authority period is that um, everybody's actually allowed to have their own point of view. And all of us fighting about you're wrong and you're right and like all this shit that we get caught up in yeah in the human design space in politics like all this stuff you know like if we actually all realize that we're all expressing ourselves in our own way whether it's in transference or not you know because that's our journey yeah. if we're speaking from transference or not yeah um uh if we actually took a step back and realized that everybody's actually communicating in the way that they're supposed to, or learning about how they're communicating in the ways that they're supposed to, then there would be uh, much less conflict Yeah. <laughs> in all of these spaces. It's really weird um, to witness people speaking about outer authority who are very opinionated and are very uh, black and white about how they see things. Yeah. Like the correct, Mm -hmm. the the correctness police come out and it's, yeah, (laughs) that I always find so interesting because it's our, our designs are so layered. We have profile, we have type, we have, you know, all of these layers and it would literally be so impossible for me to Mm -hmm. sit across from you and listen to the words that come out of your mouth to try to decipher whether or not that you're not self or not. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so wild. And, um, yeah, I love having conversations like this because, and and also too on top of it all, the third line is such a great example. <laughs> I I think I'm I've been always so I didn't know before I didn't know human design and know that this was a part of my process. I was so ashamed of having to have this trial and error process and mm-hmm. knowing kind of deep inside myself that it it, it was a part of me mm-hmm. and. And then now having it, I'm like, oh my gosh, where are all the third lines at? Because these are such <laughs> great physical or, you know, like embodied representations of life, of just mm-hmm. life in general. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I 
sidestepped there a little bit, but actually, no, it's it's on point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but before I I got into this question, and I wanted yeah. to, um, what I wanted to do when we first got in here is I pulled a card from, um, uh, it's called the Threads of Fate Oracle deck, mm-hmm. and I wanted to read mm-hmm. it to you because I was I was asking the Oracle deck to like give me something for this conversation. And so I also want to hear your take on it too after. So I pulled Ooh. this card. It's called the wildling. And mm. right away I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is like me and Gina <laughs> together. Okay. All right. Um, pulling the wildling card indicates a time to connect to the most primal parts of yourself. This may mean you need to detach a bit from people. Okay. That's not the part I wanted to read. The wildling is raw, <laughs> empowered, and independent. Many people are intimidated by them because they need little from others and prior- prioritize radical freedom, which can be unsettling as most of society operates within unspoken expectations and contracts. The wildling burns the contract and heads into the woods. So I read that and I'm just, I was smiling to myself because <laughs> I'm like, this is what our conversation is going to contain. So I get, mm. with those words just being spoken, what do you have any like feedback or comments on just, you know, general reflections on it? That fire piece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that burning piece. Yeah. Because that's really, that is the third line experience. Yeah ever changing ever evolving like and you know that um when you're a third line and you're afraid um when you're stagnating and you know it like we get sick when we're stagnating yeah uh i did a i did a reel on this a little while ago where it's like the third line energy is like if we're gonna part from the fire uh metaphor for a second (laughs) yeah we're like we're like rivers yeah we flow we like and we when we don't you know some weird shit happens when we're not flowing when we don't allow for the the natural call to break a bond yeah for the natural call to um well for us to redefine our identity yeah undefined g open g like um and to to lend ourselves the permission to to burn it away or to be in our flow just to do that over and over and over at the expense of not being understood like what your card explanation said yeah um because i i guess what we learn more and more through these systems and through just like living life is that life is (laughs) as much as we want to belong and that's part of our story that we um, we don't need everybody to understand us yeah. in order to thrive and in order to um, move towards happiness and love and w- freedom, whatever it is that we're seeking. Yeah. Um, understanding is nice when it comes around, but it's not required in order to live a fulfilling life. Right. Mm. Oh, I love that. Remind. Mm. Okay. So I need you to remind me what, what is, what part does your three fall on? Is it conscious or unconscious side? It's un. it's unconscious. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what is that experience? Right. It's, you can only speak from your experience, but what has that exactly. come to mean for you? <laughs> that being, it's also, I'm so curious to hear this because it's also on my unconscious side as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the journey has been, um, up until recently, it's been pretty painful. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, because, um, the process of, I mean, if you, if you operate under this whole third line experience, if you operate under, Oh, I'm making mistakes. God, you're in for like a world of suffering. Yeah. And that's where I was for a really long time. It's like, because everything on the unconscious side, you're processing afterwards, right? You can't process it in the moment. It's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, I didn't know I couldn't make sense of why my body moved toward the people that it did to the places that it did all this suffering, all this suffering. Yeah. Um, when really, I mean, that was so necessary. If I really look back on everything, it was so necessary in order for mutation, transformation, whatever you want to call that to happen. There would be no impetus for development um or moving in any other direction had i not suffered so much through my own unconsciousness yeah oh my gosh i was listening to you say that and i just i had full body chills of like recognition (laughs) of just Mm. that is so much a part of our process and um Mm. my daughter is a one three so she she also has that third line body she's only one and a half but I'm thinking about what you're saying and this is on much more foundational primary level for her as a one and a half year old Mm -hmm. but she's Mm -hmm. covered the poor thing is covered in bruises bumps Mm -hmm. bruises Mm -hmm. everywhere Mm -hmm. and there is a resiliency in it but it is a lot of I watch her and it's like a lot of pain and for Mm -hmm. me to also have that third line body it I watch her kind of bump around and I cringe it like it makes me <laughs> it makes it gives me this internal scream of like ah but it's it's a part of the process and it's her literal body right now is such a physical representation of what that experience feels like she's going to get more graceful with her body as it grows and she figures things out and so it mm. might not be bumps and bruises but it's it's scars it's yeah it mm. it's a whole I mean just everything mm. that you're saying here um yeah it's it's beautiful but it's also tragic at times and yeah <laughs> <laughs> it really is it's treacherous and yeah. I think that like I I, I, don't, I forget who I heard this from but the essence of it was basically it doesn't have to be so dramatic. It doesn't, there is, once you can understand and learn that this is a part of the process, mm. it, there doesn't have to be inherent trauma. We re- we mm. realize the body is resilient and then we implement systems and structures and safety around us that can really hold all of that. I don't know if you have any, yeah. anything to see, say there on that. No, you're absolutely right. I I think that the cha- the layered in challenge with having the third line body is the first line conscious personality, yeah. where the focus is so obsessive and so um, entrenched, so deep. So I think with the folk where my mind went 
along with that third line process, it just, it felt like it was, my mind was obsessed on this never ending loop of shit that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and just being focused on, I, I won't say the wrong people, places or things, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't yank myself out of that, that very deep, focused, concentrated, those periods of my life yeah and it so it yeah it it felt like an obsessive focus on what was going wrong why couldn't I learn fast enough um Um, am am I going to be repeating this shit forever right you know what I mean like damn (laughs) so what was it that and also yeah like just to make the comment here it's like first line the need for Uh, safety and understanding uh, and and mm. and research and like my my daughter Mm -hmm. is also a one three it's like Mm. I I do feel like and I have uh I don't know if you know Simone Gallagher but you know Mm. experiencing her in her process Mm -hmm. too it's it it can be that one three can be really oh man I just I I'm glad that I'm feeling the effects of my six three pulling me up on the roof because it's lending me a little bit of a hand of like, okay, we can chill up here on the roof and pop some popcorn and just watch for a moment. <laughs> we don't need to yeah. be in the middle of it and learn. Word. Uh, <laughs> but so that aside, what yeah. has been the shift for you as a one three? Where are you kind of gaining some, some, areas of like safety around that and kind of healing those parts of that process? Yeah, I think it's just understanding where the suffering was rooted. Mm. I've got a wide open G girl. Like (laughs) that is some shit. Like, I hope you don't mind that I'm sweating so much. Um, Okay, cool. (laughs) This is, uh, yeah, we're not beeping out anything in this podcast. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so a lot of it came from that, like every, all the openness there, just my whole life has been, I can comfortably say has been filtered through that center. Yeah. It's the only wide open one that I have. Yeah. Um, So a lot of this was around relationships. I mean, like if I, when I first encountered human design, I was reading about the centers for the first time. I was like, oh my God, the G center, like that Mm -hmm. is my life looking for love and direction. Yeah. Looking outside of myself all the time. Yeah. Um, And pouring my precious energy, focus, attention into mostly people. Yeah. That ended up disappointing me. Um, and I was uh, a very bitter split definition projector baby. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that was a thing. Um, yeah. That was a thing for um, probably right up until I'm 35 now. Okay. So probably right up until around like 32. Okay. Okay. Something like that. 32, 33, 33 was a big year. Yeah. That was 20. That was 2020. Oh my so, gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Was it r- like, was it rough or how, how actually yeah, I'm so curious I, about this experience for you. About 2020. Yeah. And I, I also keep, you're mentioning this, this year of 33 and oh yeah, I don't know if you watched <laughs> Vanessa Henry's most recent live, but she, she spoke on 33 
Like she had mm-hmm. premonitions that she was not going to live through 33. So when she turned 34, mm-hmm. it was like very traumatic. And then another, wow. there, uh, this is like, um, it keeps, it keeps popping up for me. So yeah, I'm very curious mm-hmm. about that. And then later on experiencing. Yeah. Me. 33. Um, I had been told that it was going to be a big year or a significant year for me mm-hmm. just by, um, uh, particular people in my life and I of course I had read about you know the master numbers and things like that so yeah. I I took in uh, what others told me and I took in information naturally mm-hmm. um, but I mean <sighs> that was a big year of endings like even if 2020 didn't happen the way that it did yeah. um, that would have been a big year of endings for me yeah closing chapters on a lot of the actually what I could define as um, a lot of not self open G stuff going on in my life. Yeah. Um, It was a year where I don't know. I just, I let go of a pretty large pattern of honestly uh, pursuing people. Yeah. (laughs) Pursuing people that I had no future with at all. Yeah. And I did, I've done that a lot in my life, yeah. just like these impossible, these impossible bonds, Yeah, you know, that serve the purpose of teaching me. Uh, that's about it though. Yeah. Not, um, not something to place my security in at all. Yeah. So, and also the other part of it was up until um, from like Saturn return yeah. up until I was in my early thirties, I was traveling a lot. Mm. Um, I was traveling a lot. I was trying to figure out where my home was Yeah, because <laughs> I was, I was like, Oh, for damn sure. It's not here on the West coast of the U S yeah. it's gotta be somewhere else, you know? Yeah. So I ran, I've been running a lot in my life, running, moving, but that's third line, right? Yeah. You're moving, you're moving, <laughs> learning and learning. Yeah. Um, but 2020 and being 33 and like with everything that went on in the world, that was my year where I really became still mm. and let and shed a lot of crap that was holding me back. Mm. Mm. I, I, this is, this is part of my innocence process. My six mm. line, and also six line is that I, I gathered little tidbits of information and then I kind of collect it all together. Um, mm. The thing that as I'm listening to you speak, that's kind of uh, grouping together is I believe was Jesus 33. Isn't that like, you know, the magic yeah, number? That's right. So mm-hmm. I've heard and listening to people and their experience of 33, it's somewhat of like, I'm just going out on a limb here and maybe these mm. pieces are not connected at all, but this ego death it's like a death it's a resurrection um you know and we've we we live in this um culture based around these christian beliefs that center around jesus and his resurrection and it's it i it there's something there right like there's something there's these synchronicities in life and that that 33 seems to be a threshold of a death and rebirth of the spirit the soul um and so i i don't know if you have anything to add there but that's like 
what was coming up as you were saying that. Um, I would say so. I'm looking up like what was my tarot card for that year? Oh, uh, oh, it was a temperance year, 2020. Okay. Anyways. Um, what does temperance yeah, mean I, to you? Like how does, uh, how does temperance speak to you? Temperance is just, it's another word for balance yeah. for me. Um, yeah, just noticing where, I mean, the image in the card is, well, actually, it depends on the card that you're looking at. Right. But it's like, I see it as like this, actually, I don't even see it as a watery image. When I think of temperance, I actually think of um, cooking eggs in a particular way. Yeah. <laughs> where you like temper, where you temper the heat yeah. of the eggs with um, cooler water yeah. so that they stop their cooking process. So it's a balance of opposites, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's temperance to me. Okay, I totally sidetracked you. You were about to you were about to say something else on the other. <laughs> I sidetracked us. I'm so oh, sorry. I was just I was just going to agree with you that um, you were speaking about um, d- uh, 33 being a death and resurrection year, and I would absolutely confirm that statement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What everybody said was true, <laughs> mm. and I just didn't know how it was going to play out. Yeah. Which is natural and i think that's also could just kind of bringing it back to the open g stuff i can't tell you how many like psychics and um just like other types of readings that i've gone in and like received uh to be able to tell me about my direction and about my future (laughs) yeah because i just wanted to hold on to something yeah and I'll never forget something that Richard Rudd said about uh, destiny. I forget which gene key it's in, but he basically said something along the lines of, you know, some people can be handed their destiny in like a prophecy mm-hmm. and it will come to pass. Mm-hmm. But when some people hear about their destiny, it ends up being nullified. Mm. So. I think it's actually in uh, in 17, Jinky 17. Okay. Yeah, because it's all about, the, that's the, what do you call it? In the I Ching, it's following, following life. Mm. That the, and what Richard says about it is that it's, that life is paved, the road to life is paved as you walk it. Yeah. You know, so there's no set future. You create, you create it essentially as you walk it with every choice that you make. And is that where this like this opinionated expression kind of comes from? Is like you're walking this path and kind of gathering information and having, you know, life is showing you how. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that very eloquently, but like just showing you what you believe about it in Pretty present much. moment. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I would say that. And then the road is like, it's ever changing, like as new information is gathered, um, new perspectives, new opinions, or even like, like the keynote for 17.1, my sun gate is openness. Yeah. So it, it's really about, you know, as the road is paved, like, who am I coming into contact with? Who am I learning from? Yeah. And the most important thing of all is like, 
what is actually relevant to my process? Because the first line is like, that's about me. <laughs> right. And right. this is also where I've, I mean, it's going to, this is kind of going to take a little bit of a track here, mm-hmm. but um, being totally in the lower trigram mm-hmm. and the, with being on the desire and innocence continuum is really, that's been challenging for me. Mm. because so much of my life is about me yeah yeah uh deeply like deep like I'm in my navel this is a deeply personal journey for me right uh and then so I feel like this push pull between my own the depth of my own process and what is relevant to me and then like I look out at the world and I think I was thinking about this this morning. It's like, what is my fight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like when we're talking about opinion, what is, what is my fight? What is my, like, what is, what purpose is this actually serving yeah. by me investing my attention, my energy into this thing? Yeah. Cause I think where where at least I can only speak for myself, where I've gotten caught in the past is like, and where it's felt totally wrong is like, I put my energy and my attention into other people's opinions yeah, and other people's fights. And I'm just like, no, let's like, let's cut the bull for a second yeah, and just look at what is my fight? What is worth my energy? Yeah. My attention. Yeah. And then that's where my opinions come from. Mm. you know oh I love this so much and I would actually I would be interested in hearing your opinion on mm-hmm. on this but um mm. as an innocence person it is mm. uh, I have on the adverse side very much been in you know I look at my life as a three mm-hmm. line and I've very much been in the desire uh transference mm. Mm. and what I'm starting to reflect on and see is that there's this thing in my family. Cody is a control freak. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so bad, but yeah. those things that yeah. trigger us and activate us, they sometimes hold a little mm. bit of truth. And that's mm. because I've been in this desire for most of my life because of this unawareness that I had around my specific energetics and, you know, the conditionings, yada, yada, yada. And mm. so it was me always like forcing and pushing and like, I was always the peacemaker, like here, let me just decide for us all. And we're going to do this <laughs> thing. Um, and so innocence now having this awareness, seeing the desire transfer and, mm. and starting to understand my innocence, I, I'm having a really hard time right now, specifically with they're not being a fight. Like a lot of the um, messaging I'm getting around innocence is like, oh, like you don't put your hands in what, you know, other people's stuff. And it's all about, it's a very, um, yeah, it's, it's innocence. It just, it's the lack of motivation. It's like you're following Mm. whatever pulls you and feels creative and playful and then releasing it without any thought of other people. Mm. And Mm -hmm. With that, I want to almost say like juxtaposition of what is my, you you said, what is my fight? And Mm. 
some of the messaging has been like, there is no fight outside of you. And mm. I have a really hard time grasping that, that in life we're not, yeah, I might be innocently motivated, but there is something that I came here to do. There is a fight that is meant for mm. me. And mm-hmm. what is that? So in hearing me say all of that out loud, I'm curious on uh, what you heard in it and any reflections you have. What's your sun gate? Um, sun Earth 6463. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 63.6. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Did you hear my gulp? I'm all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let me sit with that for a minute. Okay. Because all these things are stirring in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? Because it's like, and I, I recognize that now, right? That it's like my, I question life just innately. Yeah. There's so much pressure there just all the time to. Yeah. question everything everyone myself mm-hmm. <laughs> the why like again uh-huh. what you're saying and not just not just from a desire transference just from yeah. a very much who I am why are things the way that they are yeah and I think I think what it's really about with the innocence and taking your personality sun and earth into account is like all that since you have none of the answers or anything going on on the other side of those channels mm-hmm. it's only about the questions yeah there is no need for answers and in, in fact what i'm getting is like your questions are rhetorical almost yeah because you're not expecting an answer yeah Expecting the other to engage in a contemplation. Yes. It's you're just asking it for yourself. Yeah. Only like that's what I see the whole six lines are fascinating to me (laughs) Um, because they it's like you're here on this plane, but you're not really here you know yeah your awareness your awareness belongs to like almost another plane yeah entirely i feel that about six lines yeah they have a hard time being here on earth yeah i feel like a lot of the teachings really support that you know we get to the fifth line universalization it's like Mm. uh, it's it's like yeah, the end of it's the end of the road. It's the future. It's not here. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, everything that you're saying is like clicking into place for me because I ask a lot of rhetorical questions, and so I think mm. some of the gruff that it, you know in my contemplation that maybe mm. is creating friction for me within myself is that people mm. feel the need to you know people that's just a societal cultural thing like we want the answers Mm. all the time Mm. and we have Mm. google so let's just go google it and here's here's Mm -hmm. the answer and i'm like Mm -hmm. well no like sit let's all just sit with it and let it be rhetorical Mm. but that's so activating for 
people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like I, I have an undefined head. Yeah. So um, yeah. with gate 63.6, um, mm. unconsciously activated, it's an unconscious uh, Jupiter placement for me. Okay. So it's like, yeah, so much of life has been about not being so, and it's really hard as a first line conscious to ask questions and not be pulled mm. toward the answers immediately to not go seek it out because it's a it's just what I do yeah but the, real, the real awareness or the wisdom within that center is really just about being with the questions or letting the questions flow mm. rather than becoming so attached to the process um you know, yeah, and it's hard because we live. I mean, they say we live in an information age, so I think that's why we're so obsessed with answers. Is like yeah. we live in an information age where we can go find them. Yes, easily. So, um, yeah, I have this. Um, before we go, I feel us coming to an end here soon, but I, I do want to ask you, like, you know, uh, this kind of leading into the future. Um, mm in these circles, we talk about 2027 and mm -hmm. what is coming up. And I'm curious on your take on all of that. And you <laughs> can get as wild as you would like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm glad that the information is there. Yeah. Okay. It's great that it's there. I don't, I have uncertainty sense. Yeah. Same. So, yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I, I watch folks becoming attached to this information. And I also recognize the patterns of what has come before with different prophecies, because let's just call this what it is. It's a prophecy. Yeah. It's a prediction. Yeah. A lot of people aren't saying that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't, um, being fixed around the future is a very foolhardy, uh, thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just look at it and I think like, no, 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 <laughs> Yeah. this is not something to become attached to. This is something to observe. Yes. Yeah. Like store the information away. If it comes to, for me, I'm like, if, if this comes to pass, I know what to look for and I know what to do. Yeah, but I until I'm there, I can't really take it seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I and there's so many people who are taking it seriously. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> because uh, I don't know. It, but this is the thing, right? With opinions it's like I can never say that somebody who takes 2027 as literal gospel truth. I can't say that that person is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't because that's their prerogative right. and, and uh, that's uh, that's the right thing for them to do. Maybe it makes them feel, maybe they have fear motivation or maybe they have security, um, what do you call it? Not security, but survival view or something like this where they really need to attach to something yeah. in order for their mind to feel better. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting to observe myself 
um, when I start uh, fuming inside about it. And then I'm just like, Gina, you just got to let it go. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't say that I haven't said anything about it because uh, there was this happened back in January of this year, I think, where people were really starting to get heated about this. And yeah, um, I posted about it a couple of times. And I, I kind of let it go after that. The post is still up on my page about it, about this prediction mm. of 2027. I need to go check uh, it out. If, any, if anybody wants to go read it, yeah. <laughs> it's up there. Um, but yeah, it just goes right back to this thing that I really observe with uh, Gate 17 being so strong for me. Yeah. Is like, how are people organized by what they think? Yeah. By what they believe. Yeah. And um, witnessing this really weird interplay that I have with systems because being a 1 3 is kind of like being an anarchist a little bit. <laughs> a lot. Uh, a lot of under, it. A little bit, a lot, especially under the cross of service. Like, yeah. That is- that is the position of an anarchist. Yeah. A position of someone who's designed to tear down a system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, we need that because yeah. I think it keeps us um, in integrity because I just think that that's a human, that's a human uh, just need or, you know, it's a human response to want to make sense of it all and feel secure and, um, it's like what we've done for the past 2000 years um mm-hmm. you know and this is what makes me feel certain about what's beyond and all of these things but mm-hmm. yeah just to everything that you're saying i think that you know starting to l- lay a lighter hand on mm. on this information and view it mm-hmm. through a different lens is if we want to talk about the future and what's needing to happen, that's really simply it is to lighten our grasp on truth. And mm-hmm. this is what I believe. And mm. because it's going to get weird, I think. That's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. Everything that I'm seeing so far is like, okay, folks, it's going to get a whole lot weirder. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm not trying to pretend that I know what that looks like, Yeah, but I do know that I will adapt. And actually that most people will adapt because they have to. Yeah. Um, well, it's like you either adapt or you don't, that's how it works. And, uh, you know, whatever comes to pass, we're going to be dealing with it then. Yeah. And it's I don't that's why I don't place any energy into these kinds of things now is it's it's not here yeah so I'm not focused on it (laughs) yeah yeah um you you said this you you made this comment earlier about survival view I have survival view and Mm. just to add to your point I at times I'm like okay let's find 20 acres Um, We're Mm going to need solar panels and Mm -hmm. water wells. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's just we need those sort of people so that, you know, if and when y'all can come hang out on my commune, you know, Mm -hmm. and our fully (laughs) differentiated um, expressions. (laughs) So that sounds rad. That sounds rad. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it'll be great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do feel myself go. Uh. 
oh shit keep mm-hmm. like buy some cans of get grab your beans at the store get your canned food <laughs> yeah kind of funny um, yeah but thank you so much for this conversation today i love i love getting hd nerdy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's like it's so good to share conversation with people who can get nerdy with me <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I like it, too. Yeah. Well, and just and thank you for everything, for sharing as you are, who you are on on Instagram. I've really enjoyed, like, watching your process, watching your evolutions. It's really given me so many permission slips as mm. I grow into uh, my third line expression as well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for seeing me. Yes, of course. <laughs> Clearly. Of course. <laughs> Bye. And what do you think about that? Say it again. Celestial nectar. Oh, God. Stop it. <laughs> celestial nectar. Oh, my God. I hope this celestial nectar nourished you. And if it didn't. If it didn't, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you as much as we probably can't say fuck you but something along this <laughs> fuck you <laughs> if it didn't you can you could do that like what you just we hope the celestial nectar nourished you as much as it did us <laughs> and if it doesn't fuck <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> just kidding did we get it i yeah it works <laughs> i think we got it okay